The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast, where today we radiate meaning with Vani Eichel, who is the author of The Meaning of Life, which is a new book from Psyche Books. Um, Vani is in is in England and yet born in New York. So <laughs> kind of an interesting background. Hello, uh, Vani. Like, thank you so much for joining me today. My greatest pleasure. Oh, lovely, lovely. So a reason to carry on the meaning of life is within each of us to grasp. So this book, um, it sounds very interesting. Um, It's about psychiatric offenders and (laughs) a psychopath, um, exercise therapy. Uh, What is this book about? Okay. Well, I was an exercise therapist for people with special needs and disabilities. So I had a, I went to a wide variety of locations, and one of them was a hostel for psychiatric ex-offenders. And one of the people in the hostel, whose name was I gave Henry, he was a diagnosed violent psychopath. He was illiterate. He was on drugs. He had been an arsonist. And he told me a story of how he fell down in front of a pub and laid on the ground. And he, uh, someone put out her arm, her hand to pick him up, to lift him up. And he said to me, what's the point? Up then I fall down again. I get up, I fall down again, like a yo-yo. I might as well just continue fixing until the end. So that was what stimulated me to start thinking, you know, about 
what is the purpose and meaning of his life? And not just his life, but with the other people, all the other students that I had who had one thread that connected them all is they were disadvantaged, either mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, of course, and by age. Mm. So I was an exercise therapist. What does that come from? Well, for me, ballet is a metaphor for a perfect life because it, it encompasses everything. It's the mind, it's psychology, it's philosophy, it's tech, technique, it's um, spirituality, because it takes you to another level. And it's, you know, it's metaphysical. It's everything you could think of is in, in someone, and it's not just ballet. I'm trying to say ballet to give an example, so you can have the idea of a ballerina, but it's any sportsman, anyone who does anything very well, someone who does Tai Chi, Feldenkrais, or anything. It doesn't matter, but anyone who uses the body, because the body is so important because it really is a metaphor for life. And the trouble, people who are disconnected from their body are also disconnected from the community. And they also are the ones who have problems. Because because really, movement connects you on so many levels to be sort of holistic, the whole person. Absolutely. Which I, I, I don't think I would have grasped that five minutes ago, but... Absolutely, that makes perfect sense. And that's why my book, my book has psychology, philosophy, spirituality, um, physiology. It's all of that. So this is based on a true story of, of you call him Harry, of course, but yes. uh, mm -hmm, but someone that you were actually able to make a type of breakthrough with. Yes and no. No, okay, tell me more. Well, I was working, as I said, in this uh, hostel, and I, you know, and I was never fearful. I had a rapist, a robber, a male prostitute, everyone, you know, we were in a room. I was all by myself, no one was supervising us, and I was never fearful. I just found that they were people who were in pain and they were ignorant in some ways and they were fearful and, you know, life had done them not a good turn. In many, many cases, I found they were the victims. And another thing in the book is I was, I had my pre preconception of what, you know, but uh, criminals are. I used to date a judge and I went to court and, you know, the very tense moment when you want to give the verdict, you're there, everyone's shaking, waiting for the verdict. And I would say, oh, you know, throw the key away, put him away. And then my whole idea of what these people are, where really in many cases, they are the victims. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not saying there isn't evil. Because evil is people who want to take to you know take power over someone else. Yes, but these people, they were victims. They really were. 
course. Well, there's the old adage, hurt people hurt people. Yes, but more than that also. Um, one thing I do do in my book, I put real people and give them the disorders. The psych- I, I explain the psychiatric disorders through these people. So you see them as people, real people. Mm-hmm. And another thing about people is that I found that many people fail to, to feel fail to discover who they really are. They don't have a meaning and purpose in their life because really true fulfillment comes when you have purpose. And that sort of equals a happy life. So, and that's also to see what, if you learn, see how people live and tick, then you learn more about yourself. And also when you makes you think that 50% of who we are is at conception. Mm-hmm. Our personalities are, are all formed. Our behavior is formed at conception. And you think your your parents, your your put in a where how you're going to live, what strata of society, education, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So going back, to, sorry, to these people, that they all had psychiatric problems because a lot of them came from homes where they were abused or it was violence. So if you take a child that's been brought up in a violent home, their brain is clay and it's being molded. And also some very important part is attachment. These children weren't attached to their parents very often. Sometimes their parent was alcoholic or for whatever reason, they didn't weren't able to form real attachments. So these are all handicaps in life. You know, you're starting with a problem. And I could go on and on. I don't want to. I want to let you speak and ask me. I, you know, I get so excited about the people I work with and about them and, and seeing them in a different light. That is amazing. You know, I um, share an office with an attachment therapist and it is so important. I call it root chakra trauma because the root chakra trauma or the root chakra is all about security, safety, feeling like you're, you've got all of your needs met. And when that, those are not met early on, it can cause real damage. It's It's lifelong. And then as you, you know, you're a spiritual channel, the whole idea of your, I believe your program is basically spiritual and well-being is what can save you? Because what do they do? How do, if you, if you're a young child, even 11 and 12, and you don't have trust, you don't trust because you don't have the attachment, your brain's been affected because you were brought up with abuse and neglect. So what do you do? The easiest thing is drugs or alcohol, easy fix, because these people can't delay gratification. They need to be soothed immediately. So what do they do? They go to drugs or drink or whatever, and they're violent because they've been brought up with violence. The only thing that could help them is spirituality, religion. Also, I believe very much also in looking at what happened before sort of someone said a very well-known person the minutes of the last meeting and that's looking at the old testament 
to see what came before and the rules that were laid down. So religion is also very important. It doesn't matter if it's the light or who you worship or what, but that you have faith and belief and trust. And it's very difficult for people who started off life with those disadvantages to acquire that because their brains aren't made that way. Well, and I believe that's why the first step of 12-step programs is to acknowledge that there's something much bigger than yourself, that there's something at play that, you know, you're not... People, they're not capable of, you know, of, of getting that into their head. They don't trust. They don't believe. Life has dealt them such a difficult blow. I'm not saying that people can't change, but when you asked me about Henry, mm-hmm. you have a psychopath there. And I, because, oh yes, I was telling you, sorry, I got sidetracked. In, in the home that I was, in the hostel that I was with, I used to report every day to the head there. And I'd say, and one day, one of the chaps that I was working with, they, they wouldn't exercise very much. They would always talk to me more. I always tried to bring it back to exercise. But they wanted more to, you know, to, un, to unburden themselves because I found there that they really trusted me because I respected them. And outside the door, they would argue and shout at the staff because I don't think they got the same amount of respect. Mm-hmm. And I treated them as equals. And I felt they were equals to me. They were no different. But they were disadvantaged. And I, I had the advantages of coming from a loving home. Mm-hmm. So I told them that one of them tried to kiss me, but only on the cheek as a, you know. And then she said that it was dangerous, so they had to let me go. I didn't feel dangerous. I didn't feel danger at all but i told henry and he was told that after three weeks it's going to be over and he came to me said i'm going to break chairs and tables you know if you're not here you helped me so much because remember he was illiterate so i'm a big fan of elvis presley and i did i wrote and his songs are very easy like love me tender etc so i wrote out the words and he had the music so he could help him learn to write and read. He was in his mid-30s and mm-hmm. he couldn't write. So I, very naive person I was, doing hoping, you know, trying to do my best, I offered to meet him outside in parks. So that's how I developed a relationship with him. And he really changed. And I even took him for his birthday to see my fair lady. And, and he was a cockney, you know, and it was, I mean, he couldn't believe it. He'd never been sort of, you know, he's from the east end of London. He never would come to the west end. And we sat there and he really enjoyed it. I took him out to, a, you know, an all-you-can-eat restaurant. And, you know, even he didn't, he'd never been to the west end before. <laughs> he'd never been to, you know, uh, like Covent Garden. Mm-hmm. So he was doing so well, and he was really striving to do well. 
and improve himself. And he was showing others. He took one of the other people from the uh, hostel and showed them the West End <laughs> because they were real East Enders, you know, and they hadn't been to the West End. I, this was 20 years ago where I was doing this work with them originally. And uh, so it, it was a big thing for him. But then I went on vacation and I came back and he was not the same person. He was very aggressive and violent. And I he asked me to get in touch with his psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist said to me, stay away from him. He's rapist, he's violent. You mustn't go near him, he's a dangerous person. So I broke off the relationship. Unfortunately, but um, just to give you an example of even someone who wanted to change and tried very hard to change, for some people it is unfortunately it's not possible. But the good news are most of us can change, even if you have brain damage. There's some way that a focused mind can navigate around a damaged brain. My goodness. Um, with someone like Henry and someone like the others that you worked with at this hostel, uh, or we would we might call it a halfway house here in the States, yeah. that um, you probably couldn't lead with religion. You probably couldn't lead with spirituality. How do you make a breakthrough with people who are so damaged? What I tried to do with Henry, and because the others I didn't get so close to, because Henry would purposely, you know, wait around so the class would be over, come late, so that he'd be alone with me. And just to interject another thing, I wasn't the only one, apparently. He'd, been, he'd done this before with other people where he, you know, he got them to trust because psychopaths are manipulative. They know how to be charming and manipulative. And that's what he did with me. And I was naive, you know, and that's why I call him Henry. He was my Henry Higgins and I was Eliza Doolittle. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I thought the choice of My Fair Lady was very interesting for him. <laughs> and also the very last thing I say, wouldn't it be lovely? <laughs> oh, 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 absolutely. What an amazing, what an amazing story. I um, did just work with him. I worked with people from a while. First of all, I worked in nursing homes predominantly, but I also worked with Alzheimer patients, uh, people with dementia were in the class. Every type of thing. I worked with um, uh, young adults, I would say, with psychiatric problems. Mm -hmm. And I also worked with adults who had the mental capacity of a baby. And I tried so hard and it was hopeless. Once I saw a smile and then I found out it was just wind. Mm. Nothing I could do for them. But there's, I write about them in a very special way because these people are very special. They're on another level than we are. Mm-hmm. No. so high and elevated 
that they have no reason to be here anymore, quite honestly. They're, they're such special people. Right. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate You, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. Now, like, what type of background and, and training do you have to work with people like this? Well, <laughs> I did. I, well, I did physiology, uh, the course to help to work with the elderly, and they, we learned about how to deal with them and such. But then I did because I was I worked in um, a day center, and they had these younger people who had psychiatric disorders. I did behavioral psychology. I did a university class in behavioral psychology. And every time we did another um, disorder, I would put my hand up because there I, I met that person who had exactly that disorder so I could really contribute in class. So that helped me a lot to understand this. I don't say anything. I'm nothing but an exercise therapist, but I had a heart and I tried to understand the people so I could be the best I could be for them to get the most out of them. And I'm sure that you could reach a lot more of them through movement and through the body than, say, a psychologist. Well, you know, they, they say the receiving is in the giving. Mm. 
And I got so much back from them. You know, I was, the minute I came in and they were all their chairs bent over and looking unhappy and angry. And all of a sudden I put on the music and I always followed because I'm a bit passionate ballet. I love ballet class, going to ballet class, which I discovered too late in life to become a ballerina as I would have if I had to my life to do over. So to me, it's very important. So the first thing was that they sit properly, their posture, and also that they use their body appropriately and properly. And so when they lifted their hands, they did it with their fingertips, thinking of their arms as elastic bands, their muscles as elastic bands. The same with their legs. They're you know, pulling on an elastic band. You do it from the very end and bending properly from your joints, etc. And I saw these people, amazing how they just change. And I got so much because I really felt I got, I got it. I really got it from them. And they were responding to me and they were so different while I was there. That was our time together. And maybe it's a bit, um, I don't know, presumptuous of me to say this, but once when I left the hostel for psychiatric ex-offenders, I burst out crying and I really felt light. I felt a feeling as being encompassed with light. And I can tell you, I just couldn't stop crying. And I don't know, is this the light that we all seek, the light of creation? Because I had it for a minute, because they say it comes and then we, we're all seeking it, and it never comes as bright. But I think I experienced it only once and a long time ago. But I can't forget that moment to know that I was on the right path. How did it feel? Amazing. I can't forget it. It was so long ago. You just... I, you know, I always think, is it really true? Is it positive? But I have to say it was a feeling that I was just bathed in light, and my head particularly, and I was crying and crying and crying. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I can't, you know, be presumptuous and say, oh, I got light. But to me, that was my light that I felt. Right. I knew this is it for me because I tried many different careers and different studying lots of studies as well and it wasn't me it's like i said from the beginning a lot of people fail to to find who their true self is and their purpose and meaning in life and i was obviously on the wrong path and it's only when i broke my leg and i was forced for one year to be stuck as an invalid myself that i discovered my true calling in life. Mm. So in your words, what do you feel is your true calling in life? Well, at that time that I did, I was an exercise therapist for people with special needs mm -hmm. and disabled in whatever way, mm -hmm. giving myself. And now I wrote about it. Now I moved on to another, another phase of my life and I'm writing Oh my goodness. Right. What's, well, what's next? What, what book is next from you? 
Well, uh, an author, very accomplished author, much more than myself, someone asked him, he said, you never tell. (laughs) (laughs) You change while you're writing it, too. Yes. (laughs) There are people who've had transformative experiences, people who have worked with underprivileged um, people who are, you know, special people, special needs, um, all types of books like this. Why did you decide to write yours? What was it about your story that needed to get out? Well, my perspective is from the body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's different. I think a lot of people, I mean, I have every, all the other disciplines in it. But my perspective was from the body. And as well, you, you said originally when I told you that you didn't think of it that, that way. But, you know, a lot of people, particularly elderly that I was working with, they don't use their feet. They sh- you see older people shuffling or they go on their frames and they don't use their feet. They shuffle and they don't use their toes because they're not connected. And I t- showed people to really to have control because if, you, if you're older and you've fallen, you're terrified, you're, fright- you're frightened, especially when if you've broken something. And you can see this fear because people aren't connected to the earth, so to speak. If you think of elephants and rhinos, they're really connected. And I taught people to push with their feet and their toes and lift up from the, you know, against from the feet, pull up with your top of your head. And it really makes a difference when they do it. They forget right away after I'm gone, but... I was encouraging that because this whole, the body, I can't overemphasize how important the body is. And then when you do exercises, you add music to it. So it takes you to a different dimension, completely a different dimension outside of yourself. And that's what spirituality is. It's outside of ourselves, isn't it? It's not what you can uh, explain to anyone. Can you explain music to someone? Can you explain art? Can you explain love? No, you have to find meaning for yourself. And similarly, you have to find the meaning for life by yourself. Mm. It's something that you put your your own meaning into. Right. Now, when you are working with these clients, is that something that you can talk about and bring to the table? Or is that, would that be too difficult to do? Well, they wanted to. Mm. And I felt guilty many times because I'm here to teach exercise. But I always put my philosophy because it all, you can't separate it. Going back to the metaphor of the most perfect dancer, they have it all. You can't leave any of it out. So that's why it always came in. Mm. And then people would always, you know, it's like, I guess, when you go to a hairdresser, you tell them everything. You feel <laughs> vulnerable. Well, they felt because I was working with them. And also another point I want to make, I was touching people. Because they say these days very much, oh, you shouldn't touch anyone. Well, I touched. 
because you need, people need that feeling of touch, particularly older people. It's a connection. But then again, I was also accused by one or two people of invading their, their space. So you have to learn, you know, who you can touch, who can benefit from it, and who can't. And who would allow it and who would let you into their space. And Yes, I, I can see that. That's what, Are you still doing this work? With, no, with, no. I, no. I married, I remarried for a second, and then my husband took over. <laughs> and so my life changed. And then... I see. But now you can write about it. Yes, now I'm writing about it. Writing about it. Yes, this is uh, this book is a wonderful metaphor for for living, for life, for spirituality, for being connected with your body, for all all the things. Um, the book, of course, is a reason to carry on. The meaning of life is within each of us to grasp. And it truly is. Um, looking forward to your next book coming out. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, is there anything that you think is important to mention that we haven't mentioned? Well, I think there's a lot more. But, you know, the, the book is basically there's a lot of psychology in it. There's a lot of philosophy. There's a lot of uh, religion, not religion, so to speak, but spirituality, spirituality mm-hmm. into it. Because... Again, as I emphasized, you can't leave anything of it out, <laughs> you know. And I guess the message I want to make from my book is that most people can change the course of their life and find greater meaning in it. Yes, yes. Whether that's through exercise, whether it's through movement, music, whatever it is, we can all... They choose the light or they want to do either Buddha or what, Christianity or whatever... But a focused mind, like the dancer's focused, the focused mind can navigate even around damaged brain. You know, people who have a stroke, they can repair. It's the same thing if you listen, you, you, you think of that as an example. And the greatest love of all is loving yourself. I played, that's the song. My, great, my favorite song was the greatest love of all. But the receiving is giving to others. Mm. That's when you really receive. Yeah. My message also is that we're here to learn to be the best people we can be. Because if you love yourself, you respect yourself, you want to be the best you can be. Yeah. And that comes through as well in your book. And true fulfillment comes from knowing who you are because a lot of us wear masks when we go in, in through life but really finding the true who we truly are and through meaning and purpose in life for real fulfillment yeah absolutely thank you so much Vani for taking the time to join me today appreciate it Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. 
to learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.